0: All of us have decisions to make Life is full of crossroads And we need divine direction Which way do I go? Join us as we study God's Word today With Scott Pauling Are you a doer? a person of action, you want to get it done, make it happen. While that may be good in some realms in life, that can also work against the life of faith. You know, most of us almost pride ourselves in being planners. We, we plan our calendars and people plan for family and for vacations. They plan for retirement. They're planning everything. And yet, I want to remind you today that God's not looking for planners. He is the ultimate planner. He's looking for followers. He's looking for people who will be willing to simply follow the plan that he has for their life. To come to the place in the words of Saul in Acts 9 verse 6 where we just simply say to him, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And we've learned that God begins to give that direction by bringing us first to himself. And then we've learned that God begins to unfold that plan as we simply take the next step. Whatever the next step happens to be, as we obey, God begins to lead us and guide us. Uh, but I want to show you the other side of that coin today in our study, if I may, uh, because I believe that sometimes we have this idea uh, that once we come to a place of surrender, in about 30 seconds, God's going to tell us everything we're supposed to do, and then we just rush right out to get it done. And yet, do you see the lapse in time between when Saul first encountered the Lord and asked the question and when the answer begins to unfold? As a matter of fact, the Bible says in verse 6, He prays, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? The Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. So far, so good. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul rose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did he eat nor drink. Let me ask you, what do you think Saul was thinking about for three days? That's a long three days. Three days ago, he saw the risen Christ, the very one he's been persecuting and fighting against. He has an encounter that makes him tremble. Now he's completely blind. Will he ever see again? When's God going to speak? What's the next step going to be? And yet, listen please, the answer is found in the waiting. You see, the answer comes as you wait upon the Lord. God works in the waiting. It's in the parenthesis of life. It's in the in-between times when you just don't know what to do that God is actually doing His greatest work. I said to someone not long ago that uh, when we went through a great transition in life and ministry from one place to the work God's given us to do now, I learned so many things. I really did. I learned... Uh, how much I didn't know. And I learned much about communing with God and listening to the voice of God and divine confirmation, so many things. But I said to a friend recently, the greatest thing I learned in that season of my life is what it means to wait on God. And I mean that. Because waiting on the Lord sounds really nice, but it's not always comfortable. Waiting on the Lord is easy to preach and it's hard to live. There comes a moment where you just have to stop. Be still and know that I am God. Sit still and just listen. Get in tune with the Lord. I believe it's significant that this went on for three days. Several things in Scripture uh, have three-day intervals. For example, do you remember that Lazarus has been dead now three days, and Jesus shows up on the fourth day? Uh, Do you remember that Christ was dead and buried for three days and three nights? What's the significance of that? The Jewish people believed in a a superstitious kind of way in ancient civilization that the spirit of a person departed after three days. That when someone died, their their spirit hovered and was near for three days and then after three days, all hope was gone. After three days, uh, they have departed entirely. And so I love this. Jesus was not late showing up in the cemetery where Lazarus had been buried. He waited till all hope was gone. He waited till nobody could do anything. He waited till no one could say that it was anything but miraculous. It was only God. Christ in the tomb himself for three days and three nights. What is this? This is not a work of men. This must be a work of God. You see, God's timing is always perfect. Remember when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that are under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. That The time had to fill up like a glass being filled with water. It had to be perfectly full. Maybe today you're getting a little impatient with God, but could it be the glass isn't full yet? God's time has not come. You may be early, but God is never late. He's always right on time. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know, from our human perspective, we may even look at uh, Saul here and say, well, these are three wasted days. I mean, he could already be preaching in the synagogue. Think what he could be getting done for the cause of Christ. And yet time spent waiting on God is never wasted time. You see, when you're waiting, God's working on you. Sometimes the greatest work that's being done is not the work you're going to do. It's the work God is doing inside of you, getting you ready for what He has. See, God works on both ends. And there's a preparing work here where the Lord is bringing Saul to a place of real willingness and humility and surrender and obedience. And let me just tell you, God can get more done in a moment of time than you can in a lifetime. Uh, Think of the Lord Jesus. He lived on this earth for 33 and a half years, and yet his public ministry is only three and a half years long. From a human reasoning standpoint we would say why couldn't he have had a 20-year-long ministry think of all the miracles and all the people he could have helped and yet there was a reason why god set aside the first 30 years of his son's life as silent years basically and then accomplished everything he desired to accomplish through him in the last three and a half years and i want to say to you you may feel like you're in a holding pattern today You're circling the runway. God hadn't given you clearance to land yet. You don't know what's next. God is working in your waiting. And let me point something out to you that greatly helped me. What was Paul doing for those three days? Three days, he's sitting in that house in Damascus. Uh, He's not eating and drinking. He can't eat and drink. He's fasting. And what goes along with fasting? In Scripture, fasting goes along with praying. And I believe on the authority of the Word of God, that's exactly what Saul was doing for three days. This was a three-day long prayer meeting. How do you know that? Because in the following verses, when God sends uh, that preacher named Ananias by his house, He says to Ananias, I want you to go find this man because he's sitting in a house and behold, he prayeth. Do you see that in Acts chapter 9? He literally says uh, to Ananias, He's there. Verse number 11, Behold, he prayeth. Sure, he's praying. If you were blind, you'd be praying too. What was he praying? I think he was continuing to pray the same prayer he started with. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Years ago, a man taught me to take that great prayer of David and make it my own. Lead me in a plain path, O Lord. And in many seasons of my life, I've prayed that hundreds, maybe thousands of times. Would you make that your prayer today? Lord, what will thou have me to do? Lord, lead me in a plain path. Wait on God. Pray. Keep your eyes on the risen Christ. In due time, He's going to tell you exactly what He wants you to do. May God bless you for listening to today's Bible study. Please visit scottpauley.org for additional resources or to invest in this broadcast. It would be an encouragement to hear from you. Our prayer is that you will find and fulfill God's will for your life. It is the only way to enjoy the journey.